This is Star Wars Action News, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Hello, welcome to Star Wars Action News. This is Marjorie. And this is Arnie, and welcome back. We're having another roundtable collecting discussion and got a full crew with us tonight. First, the voice you hear at the start of every show, Brock. Hey, everybody. So glad to hear, be here with you guys talking today about Star Wars again. It's been too long. And then co-host of Marvelicious Toys and now playing podcast, cameoing over here, Justin. Yeah, I came to play on the Star Wars side of the fence tonight. <laughs> Former Republic Forces Radio Network producer and host, Jonathan. Hey, everybody. I'm thrilled to be here. It's been far too long since we've talked. Content manager for Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious Toys and all-around good guy, Curtis. This is the way to collectibles and the way to my heart. <laughs> And finally, host of the Thrill of the Hunt podcast, good friend of the show for many years, Chris. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's good to be back and speaking with everybody. So that's a good question. How's it been going? How has collecting been going? Let's kind of go in that same order and take a look at how collecting has been going. Brock, it looks like you've been robbed because normally when we do these, there's a lot of toys and a lot of books behind you. Um, ha have the police gotten any suspects? Uh, no, my wife got angry at me and that's what this is about. Uh, so, uh, we, I actually, uh, I would take the camera and show you, but I might ruin the whole thing here. But basically this entire room is empty right now. We're going to be painting today or tomorrow so I can get a, a nice new look to the collection room. And so therefore everything's in boxes and pods and coffins, whatever we call them now. And um, it's been remarkable. The kids have been really amazed by how much stuff there actually was in this little room that's now all in there where the TV is. Um, and, and it's been uh, growing exponentially uh, in the last 18 months since we've been in quarantine. My collection actually, um, this has been a wonderful opportunity because we're not spending extra money uh, or money, period, on things like vacations or going out to eat, uh, we, I had some more disposable income, and I have not been as uh, careful or selective as to what I've been buying. I've been all over eBay. I did a couple of videos you might have seen on YouTube already about that and what my awesome finds have been on eBay, and we've talked a little bit about my eBay theories on how I work on eBay. And uh, I actually expanded into the six inch line for the first time. Um, I'm still collecting three and three quarter inch and I'm still filling in my gaps as I need them to be. Uh, but I am totally uh, doing a, a selection of three, uh, six inch, but totally into it. Like now taking it more seriously, going for those that I want. And, and with you guys, when Pulse announces something or Target announces something, I, I'm right there. So it's, it's been a whole different world for me the past 18 months. And it's been, um, it's been fun and, and, and stressful as you guys know, as we're all collectors uh, and, and to get the stuff you want, but it's been a, a whole different kind of collecting for me. So what made you decide you wanted something a little bit bigger? The three and three quarter inch just wasn't satisfying enough. You know, I was looking at the 
the new face sculpts and it really got me. So my, my first six inch figure was the Jin Urso for, that was like three bucks. That's <laughs> like not, hard below. <laughs> not hard to find at all. It was such a great, for three bucks. Why not? And then I got the Cara Dune because I loved the character of Cara Dune. This is before all of that came down. Um, and then the Mandalorian, of course, next to her. And then the new face sculpts were unbelievable. And <clears throat> it was just a lot of fun to get the Harrison Ford um, 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back figure. And I got the Lando. And, and then I all of a sudden had a shrine to Luke Skywalker. I have every <laughs> costume of Luke Skywalker. And it's just been one thing after another that I just, I can't get past the face sculpts and I can pose them all these great ways that you can't really pose a lot of the other ones. It's just been a lot of fun to, um, it just swept me up. The costumes are great. The face is great. The poses are great. The weapons are awesome. I, I'm usually very happy with the purchases. And so, yeah, that's what really got me is uh, I just felt like it was time, but I don't have the space to do a full six inch collection like many of you guys have. So I'm going to stay primary in three and three quarter and just have a small display of the six inch. I think it would be almost impossible without spending a lot of money. Like, I wonder if it would cost more to get a couple of 12 pack carded, not AFA graded, or pick up the entire run of Black Series figures going back and trying to get not even worrying about re-released ones. Like, you know, they re-released Darth Maul after Darth Maul was a hundred bucks on eBay and things. But to try to get, if you didn't get her yet, Cara Dune, to try to get uh, Slave Leia, to try to get the early releases with the original faces. Some of these Black Series figures have really, really gone up in price. So when you said you were getting into the six inch, I started thinking, how deep <laughs> now yeah. you say you're not going the full way but man i'm you said had a full collection like we do i'm sitting here like i'm so glad i went all in immediately because the prices on these you said you got a cara dune i'm like well thank god you got a cara dune because that's not going to be happening again i actually had a second one i returned to the store so another collector could have it had i kept that oh. for a year <laughs> I, you know, but it's the right <laughs> thing to do is to give it back to another collector instead of wait to see if something is more. But, you know, I've been trying to go back and get some of the 30th anniversary, not the 30th, the legacy collections, because I had the full 30th anniversary because I'd had the one of each figure club back then. And I, and those figures are the Ugnaughts to go with the Bestman playset. I, I can't afford that. The, the three or four Cantina aliens that I don't have, they're 60, 70, 80 bucks a pop. Sometimes out of the out of their boxes, out of their cards, or 50, 60. And I'm not going to spend that on a single figure. So even there, I can't finish the collection as I want to. And those figures aren't coming back. So yeah. Those I would, are, I would those are the Christmas gift this. things. The collection finishers, those are the things yeah. you like tell the wife, I'm not going to buy these, but they're the only ones that are left. And dot, 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 dot. That's a good idea. We'll see what happens. I'll give her a photo guide, though, so I don't have to worry about uh, the wrong one. So let me just ask this and kind of open to the group. Would you have started dabbling in six inch if the three and three quarter inch releases were coming more? Because I mean, the vintage collection since it's come back has felt more hobbyish and less all encompassing it, you know, as from when we started star Wars action news and I was able to go to two or three stores every single day 
and usually find something I needed or wanted to now where they're releasing five, six waves a year and re-releasing several figures. Did you get into six inch because six inch is that cool? Or did you get into six inch because three and three quarter wasn't necessarily scratching the collecting itch that has grown during the pandemic? I, I don't have as concise an answer as you would like, but I can tell you that because I had um, more money, it wasn't worries as much as how much I'm spending. I was more inclined to do it. I think that's a bigger issue for me versus because the three and three quarter itch wasn't being scratched. But yes, I have ordered plenty and received plenty of three and three quarter inch figures the past 18 months that I can find. A lot of the pre-orders have come through, but they're almost all re-upgrades, um, I should say, upgrades to figures I already have. And so that's getting a little frustrating. So to upgrade um, is not as much fun. I'm, I don't really necessarily need a new General Lando, but if I can get them for six bucks, great. That's still the thing, right? But I'm not going to replace my Tebow that just came out, that just this pre-ordered, because I have a Tebow that's perfectly acceptable, and it's exactly the same figure I have from the seven Ewok pack, right? So I, I, I'm a little more, you know, I'm, I'm not going to drop 15 bucks on a, that figure if I don't need it, whereas a six-inch figure collection, I, I kind of got into, I want all the Empire, Empire Strikes Back ones, and I want all the Luke Skywalker ones, I have all three Rays, that kind of thing. So now I'm, I'm pretty much the focusing I was going on in the six inch line is almost done anyway. So the answer I think is, I think it's more to do with opportunity for me versus I'm getting tired of the three and three quarter. Cause I'm still constantly looking for three and three quarter that I don't have on, on eBay and on the websites and things like that in the stores. I guess I kind of feel the same way you do Brock, but like coming from a different angle, because I've, I haven't quit collecting the three and three quarter inch per se, but it's less of a focus for me. So it's like, if something pops up for a pre-order, I'm not like, oh, I got to get it. I got to get it. I'm more like, huh, if it's easy, I'll grab it. If I see it at the store, why not? I'll pick it up. But with the, with the six inch, that's where I'm all in, you know, because for many of the reasons you just talked about, because it's, it's a, it's a newer line. I know it's been around for going on eight years now, but they have so many more opportunities for new characters in that line that in, in the three and three quarter inch line, it's like, even if they do come up with a new character, it's like, well, I'm sure they've done it at least once or twice over the years at this point. So I don't know. I mean, I, I tell myself that I'm less interested in the three and three quarter inch yet. I end up getting them all anyway. So kind of in the same boat, but yeah, my, my focus has been six inch all the way for, for quite a while now. And it's, it's been quite a ride over the last couple of years with these things. I mean, it's, yeah, they're, they're doing things that are repaints and re-releases and hokey stuff like the, the holiday troopers and stuff like that. But those end up being the ones that are going to be in a hard to find should somebody hop into this line late and try to get into it. You know, all the ones that Arnie mentioned, all of those can be remade. The only one that I don't see them ever putting out again is the Slave Leia. Other than that, every one of those could possibly pop up in a in a multi-pack or in the archive line. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all about opportunity. And I feel like the opportunities are more abundant in the six inch scale at this time and place. It feels like there's a lot of characters they could make. 
characters I've been asking for since the start of this show. I'm still waiting. If Patrick's out there listening, I'm still waiting for my Kitster and Wald two-pack, Patrick. But, you know, the prequels are just so underrepresented in figure form as it is with the exception of episode three having that great line that it had no five but i i think that they rightly probably don't think those figures are going to sell very well kidster and wald are not going to be flying off the shelf I'm, you know, I look at how the Black Series Jar Jar did and I feel really bad because I was a champion for that one and it's on clearance most places. So yeah, I think they're that they've gone so deep with three and three quarter back when they could, when the market was stronger for them, when they had the demand and they could make Will Hood and they could make Yarna and it peg warmed, but at least they could make it and not hurt the brand as a whole. And now six inch, yeah, there's a lot of main characters who will sell and a lot of troopers that haven't been made that they come out with. And it's like, oh, cool. This is all new versus to Brock's point. Han Solo, number 172. There's also been a lot of uh, duplicate, if you will. So they do a figure in the six inch and then they also do that figure in the TVC line lately. Although the TVC line, is, is like Brock was saying, an upgrade of a figure. But we've seen a lot of that over the last couple of years where you'll get uh, a figure in the, the Black Series and then you're going to get that figure in the TVC. Um, so there's been a little bit of that. But to your point, I agree with you where we are missing a lot of prequel characters in the Black Series, but those characters aren't going to sell today and that's why we're not getting some of those characters like that's why that's why we're not getting a walden kidster and i'm just going to defend that jar jar that is a great figure um but it didn't sell well unfortunately i still really really love the three and three quarter inch line that's probably my focus where brock picked up and started collecting more of the six inch line i kind of backed off because i wanted to focus on the three and three quarter inch line Throughout the pandemic, what I found myself doing is actually looking more at setting things up and, and doing dioramas, which means that I need to go and if I want extra figures, go back, go in and backfill. And I've been dabbling with some customizations and doing other things to make the figures that um, Hasbro hasn't put out. And, you know, the price on the the vintage collection, you know, has creeped up as it has everything, but I still, I still get a lot of enjoyment out of collecting the three and three quarter inch line. I mean, I think it was like a week and a half ago, I got a, you know, I got the, the latest case of figures, the one with the, the new Ahsoka and the new mall. And I was excited. I mean, I still get excited to get those figures. And I, you know, I, I love, Actually, it's something I do with my boys that, you know, we come down and we we take one out of the package and we leave one in the package and kind of put them, be, you know, I, I display it where the one, there's a carded figure behind and then the carded figure loose, I mean, and then a figure loose in front of it. And I still, I still enjoy it. And the thing for me that I have that the, the three and three quarter inch line has is you can do more with them. It's hard to set up a di diorama with, you know, the space that I have with a six inch 
with the six inch line, but I really love setting up. I don't know how many of you can see behind me, but I've got three tables of, you know, dioramas and that's, that's really where I'm finding a lot of my enjoyment. And that was because the pandemic gave me the time. You make a good point because I've often thought, Jonathan, that if the time came where modern figures weren't taking my wallet, that I could always go back and get, you know, an entire vintage carded collection, not at once, but instead of going to stores and, you know, buying waves and waves of six inch figures, you know, they put out several of those a year. If I didn't buy those, I'm sure I could pick up some nice carded vintage figures. Again, I'm not an AFA graded kind of guy, but I mean, even some of those I could pick up. So that's the other way to go with it is, I mean, assuming you don't want to put it in a 401k or something, you can always just look backwards as well as forwards because there's so much Star Wars out there. But I'm kind of, I think I understand, Brock, that there's something more alluring about the latest greatest. It's what everybody's talking about in the groups. It's what everybody, all of us, we text each other endlessly. I'll look at my phone after a day. Oh, 118 text messages about Star Wars figures. And I will read every one of them. And it's because, but we're always chatting about, hey, this was announced. This is new. There's something shiny about it. And I guess it's the difference between, oh, I want the brand new car off the lot or, oh, I own the 57 Chevrolet that's nice and restored. And I'll say, Arnie, that's what I've been doing. I use the six inch line as a, this is the character in this iteration that I will get, and it will be my marquee version of, unless the big bad hot toy comes out and then that usurps everything. But for my general Kenobi, which is a focus collection of mine, um, you and Marjorie were able to help me find that Walgreens one a couple of years ago, which has now become incredibly difficult. And I'm waiting for the new version to come out because gotta have them all it's been slow going with new stuff but finding those rare gems or finding the carded one to replace because i opened mine in a fit of "Ooh, it's new and shiny Ooh, it's new and shiny um and then same with my three and th three quarter inch collection i paired it down to the best of the best mostly vintage collection figures and have them with the giant Boba Fett Starship Slave One or um, Luke X-Wing from Dagobah that Toys R Us had probably 15 years ago now because those I consider to be the best iteration. And I feel like I fall somewhere in between a lot of you guys. So I got into the Black Series when the line dropped immediately and that's because I was dabbling into support your sister podcast here. I was dabbling in Marvel Legends when they re-released those. And so I jumped in on the six inch. I hadn't originally planned to, if you guys remember, originally I was kind of like really hesitant to collect another scale and slowly the six inch scale has become my, my favorite scale. I feel like I'm like Jonathan, whereas I do dioramas with my three and three quarter uh, because they're smaller and you can, you know, do those kinds of big dioramas with them without taking up a ton of real estate. It's almost impossible to do that with six inch, but if you get a lot of those characters in the six inch scale, you know, you can pose them. 
I don't care how much articulation you put into a three and three quarter figure. There gets a point where it's just hard to move those joints and get them in that exact position. And sometimes they don't want to hold it. I feel like a six inch figure holds it, but you get to a point where you can't display a huge diorama of six inch figures because the space constraint is just huge. And, you know, so I'm kind of, I'm still collecting both scales. Um, I am happy this year to see the TBC getting a little bit more love um, than it's kind of gotten in, in previous years. And I do like the idea that they're going back and re-releasing some of the harder to find ones. And, th and they're doing that with Black Series as well with the archive. Um, but Brock kind of touched on legacy and I've been going back and trying to fill in some of those gaps. And I, I did buy a couple legacy. I bought a legacy Slave Leia and I bought a legacy. Uh, he's the other guy who goes with the Rancor Keeper and he's in the scene for like three seconds, you know, when I was getting all my barge stuff. So I've been doing stuff like that too, kind of filling in, but I'm still doing both scales and I'm still enjoying them, but I enjoy them each for different reasons. You got the Leia with the seat. She sits down and she can stand up. That is correct. Oh, I can't have that one yet. And I don't have, I forgot that guy's name. The guy Gar -ga -gar so it begins with a G and I can't yeah. remember. Here, but it's, it's Girin. Yes. Kieran, that's it, Kieran. And they keep talking about maybe he'll come in six inch this year um, with the, with what's coming up in HasLab. But I just, I, I've been looking at those also. You know what's killing me is also they had the um, the end of the Empire Strikes Back when Luke Skywalker's in the bathrobe and Princess Leia's in her, I don't know, medical frigate gown. I don't know what you call that. Those two came and went so quickly and they're finally lower, but they're still like 40 bucks a pop. And I think that's the only iteration of Luke Skywalker and the only outfit that I don't have in three and three quarter inch because that came and went so quickly. But I, those are the ones I keep constantly looking for and constantly looking for. And as you guys, I have done a great job with my dioramas this year. I got the Genosis Arena. I remember I showed you that. I got it from some guy on Facebook. He had lost his job and he needed some money. And so he asked for something and I counter a fair counter offer. And then what I did after I set it up, I sent him the picture and I showed him, I'm not reselling it. I'm taking good care of your thing. It's right here. I'm a collector. It's, it's in good hands. And he so appreciated it because he clearly didn't want to part with it. And uh, so, so I, I, you know, I threw him a couple extra bucks that after we agreed on it anyway, because I felt bad for him. And it just, it's awesome. So yeah. And so to have uh, the time to work on the displays, absolutely. But I, I think if I'm going to choose which way I went this year, it's definitely buying more. Jonathan, when you have your displays set up, I see you have vintage behind you also, as well as six inch, as well as modern line. So how yeah. do you, how do you balance that? Do you ever mix it up? Do you ever, when you, do you put your vintage stuff with your three and three quarter modern stuff? Sometimes I do that with like my Dagobah playset has the modern figures on it, for example, or my Ewok village has some more modern figures. Do you, keep it completely separate or do you dabble? I, I, I guess my OCD kind of kicks in, but I do keep it kind of separate. I keep the, uh, I keep the vintage stuff on the vintage play sets and the vintage vehicles. Yeah, that's all over on this side. And I have the, uh, the TVC, the vintage collection over here on this side. And then I just, the dioramas I pull from every, you know, I don't, I don't use the vintage figures because I think that they, they're just too different for me to put into the dioramas, but I use, you know, most of the modern figures. There's even some Power of the Force 2 floating around in there. 
and Brock, I know you asked Jonathan, but I'll, I'll jump in as well. So uh, I don't have a ton of vintage playsets. My Dagobah one is exclusively vintage. So I only use vintage figures in that one. However, my Ewok village is populated by all modern figures uh, because it's part of a larger diorama. You know, that's kind of a segue into something none of us have mentioned yet. We've talked about three and three quarter inch. We've talked about six inch. But what about that retro line? Is anybody super excited about those? Or are you getting all of them? Or how do you feel about those in general? I'm collecting them, but I'm keeping them carded. And I'm not getting a loose one. Because I just, I think they're neat. They're one-off. But they don't really kind of fit what I have been getting into kind of bridging off that retro line actually though, is finding different people online who produce vintage style figures that they never made. Um, not too long ago, I bought um, a set of vintage uh, rebel, they're vintage style rebel troopers and they're new molds, but they kind of fit with the old, with the old style using like, they're clearly marked as reproductions, but they, you know, they have similar weapons and they fit really well in. And uh, being that uh, Republic Forces Radio did uh, Ewoks ever so long ago, he's the same producer has actually been making all the Ewok figures that they, the vintage 85 Ewok figures that they never made. And I've been picking those up and the droids figures too. And I've been, I've been, um, getting a real big kick out of that. And those are not cheap because, you know, they're, they're making very limited runs. But uh, for those of you who watch droids ever, you know, either on uh, Disney Plus or before they, they're actually gonna be coming out with the, uh, the White Witch, which was the speeder that they used. And I'm really looking forward to that. And they've also this, they are also producing a a vintage style Bantha with the same like hinge where you put the figure into it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see that come out. So I guess, you know, it's not, not exactly Hasbro, but it still kind of fits in my collecting scheme. Yeah. Those guys do some really cool stuff. A couple of years ago, they made a, um, a kit bash fet from the first time they ever showed Boba Fett, where it was like three PO's body and the Death Star mm -hmm. Gunner's arms and, and, yeah, they, they made their own version of that, and I had to have that. That was really cool. Yeah, I got it right back there, too. <laughs> <laughs> what company is this? Pro Custom Figures. I can I can go over there and grab it and <laughs> take a look. Please. This is the figure that we were talking about. It's the, yeah. the kit bashed. Um, you know, it's definitely marked as reproduction, but it, it's really kind of cool. It's you know, the figure that we all wanted when we mailed in all those uh, all those proof of purchases, but never got. And yeah, then came in, you know, the nice box, but yeah, it's pro custom figures. And I just, I, I do really like their stuff. You have to like pre-order stuff like months in advance. And it, as I said, it's not inexpensive, but you feel it's kind of like that bridge to when you were little when you get them 
maybe it's the coloring of the zoom window here, but does that have the colors of the original vintage Boba Fett? It kind of looks green and yellow here. It is, it is green and yellow. It's not, it's not the colors of the original, of the original figure. It's more what they had as a design on the back of the card when they did the mail-aways. So it isn't, you know, it, it doesn't completely line up with what the, what the figure ended up being, but this, it was on one of the, there were two places it was visually documented. One was on the back of the mail-away cards and the other one, they had an insert in one of the vinyl cases that had this figure before the figure was released, just you know how they would give you an example of how you could fill the, the cases with figures. And he was on there as well. That coloring reminds me of a 12 inch vintage Boba Fett. And I don't have my vintage Boba Fett. Well, even if I did have it, it's packed up, but it, it, I'm pretty sure it's very close to that, especially the wristbands and the epaulets or where you were, is that, right? is that the right word, epaulet? I'm not really sure. Yeah, shoulder. It is. Oh, bravo for me. Um, <laughs> I think I think the vintage Boba Fett 12 inch and it was also a greenish tint to the bodysuit. But I could be wrong. It's been many years since I've actually looked at mine. Yeah, it's it's a recreation of the the in-house custom figure that they built to pre-sell. You know, so all of us as kids spent hours staring at the picture on the back with the finger pushing the button and the rocket flying out. That's that's the picture of that figure that they used to to create this thing. But to pull it back to the Kenner slash Hasbro retro line, I really like that they're doing some of the figures that haven't been done before. And I don't have to pre-order and pay a lot of money for a third party to do it. Like when they did the Moff Tarkin, when they did the Empire Strikes Back Luke, I'm really liking those figures. I'm liking the Mandalorian figures. I mean, I think a lot of people's love of Mandalorian all goes back to that vintage Boba Fett. So I, I would dare say it's Boba Fettished and fetishized into the fact that we now have a Mandalorian television series. And so getting the new Mandalorian in the way we liked the old Mandalorian, I like that. They can really stop with these prototype rainbow color figures, though, any time now. Once, okay. Twice, okay. Three, stop, stop. What am I going to get? Rainbow colored Jawas next? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Arnie. I, we were excited for them when we got them at Comic-Con the last time we were there. And then the Boba Fett one just, you know, a couple months ago. And I, I do like the Stormtrooper, but after that, it's, I think they're going to run out of ideas. Like, I think they've done the three coolest ones that they can. And beyond that, uh, I'll probably start losing interest. I just don't and, understand why they're not using the retro line, though, to give us what we all want. To give us the vinyl cape Jawa. To give us big head and little head hung. You know, make a two-pack. Why not go for the stuff that we could never have if you're going to be recreating it instead of giving us the stuff that was in the dollar bin at the toy show uh, five years ago with perhaps that maybe just need to get an accessory here or there. Maybe the accessories are repro, maybe it's not. Are you really going to put it in a cup of water to find out? There's a lot of opportunities here 
to fulfill childhood dreams and not just play on adult nostalgia. Blue Snaggletooth. <coughs> Han and Stormtrooper gear. Yeah. But would it maybe be something as such that if they did re-release those items that vintage collectors who were people are ride or die vintage, this would like anger them so much, kind of like they were with the retro ones that came out a few years ago. You're going to anger somebody no matter what they do. It looks like Hasbro cannot make collectors happy. But honestly, if I were Hasbro, I would pay more attention to the market that's giving us money today than the market that's giving that gave us money back in 1978 and hasn't paid for anything except on eBay since. No, I completely agree with you, but it just... I don't know if you guys remember the brouhaha when those figures came out and people are doing side-by-side comparisons, looking at feet, paint apps, everything. And they we were so it. worried that, yeah, we did it. But I mean, they were so worried that even the card backs with the wear on or that people were going to get confused and pay too much. And that seemed to not happen. But it's likely that anybody who has a vinyl cape Jawa would immediately feel that theirs has been devalued by a re-release. But I guess I don't really care, but I mean, I'm saying that could be a huge thing. At least with these prototype exclusives, the Darth Vader had 36 versions, I think. The Boba Fett, I think I heard, had 12 or 16. At this point, the Stormtrooper is going to have four and it'll be done. So you're asking an awful lot of a lot of people to buy the same action figure with a different color arm or leg. And I get it's kind of cute. I think if I was collecting those, I would have one just to have one and I wouldn't worry about the variations, but that's just me. I don't, I don't need that for my collection. Uh, but I, for those of you who are going for every combo, um, uh, may the force be with you. I liked it when they announced those figures because I believe they announced them at Celebration and said there were infinite combinations because it was going to be completely random. And I loved that idea. Give me one. If you go back to our coverage of San Diego Comic-Con where Justin, Daryl, Marjorie, and I, we ended up getting a case of them from Hasbro's booth there. And then we just like picked, which one do you like? Not knowing that there were a finite number. I think it was less than 32. Uh, I have the full set. I don't believe I have 32 of them. Um, but at the time when we were divvying them up, it was like, I like this one. I like this one because it has this army man green. Do infinite. That's great. Uh, or do four. I, I'd heard six maybe on the Stormtrooper. I'd be even happier with four because that means they could put two full sets in a case. But, you know, infinite or or nothing. I mean, really, I'm kind of with the Vader, it was so novel. It was like the prototype figures they sometimes show us. Now it's like, they must sell, right? I mean, they're, they're impossible to get. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but they sell out fast and they keep making them. They wouldn't make them if somebody didn't buy them. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I had one copy of the Boba Fett and actually got it for our buddy Mark because he was, he is a school teacher was busy when they went up for pre-order and I looked at it and it was a very well put together card back, very fancy looking and having one as a centerpiece or a very highlight of the collection would be great. And he was fortunate enough to get the big target 
sticker off the back of it with no damage. So I was glad for him uh, when he received it earlier this week. Yeah, for me, you know, I, I love the retro ones that are, are like the Star Wars, the Empire, the Mandalorian ones. I'm loving those. I'm not so hot on these and I'm definitely not hyped on all the combinations. Um, I'm kind of, I, I kind of fall with Brock there, but to your point, Arnie, they're obviously selling, but I think that they can only do it a, a, a finite number of times because it just doesn't work with a regular Han Solo for me or a regular Leia. I think like the characters that they've chosen work. And I did end up, um, a friend gave me a Boba Fett. So I did end up with one of those. And it means more to me because of who gave it to me rather than the figure itself. So I'll always hold that one, but I haven't gotten the other ones. Um, but I see the allure of them. So while they're, they're not something that I am into, I see why people like them. But I think when is one too many times to the well, I guess is the question. Stormtroopers. Hey, Chris, they're going to do a Yoda one, man. I'm sorry. They, they have to, and they will, because they can, because it's perfect. Uh, he's the only faced character that they can do that with, with people not freaking out. That's my opinion, and, and I, I, I'd be surprised if they don't. And they'll get me on that one. They will. I think they'll stick to armor. They've done only armored figures thus far. I think it works better than having orange head Yoda with a blue arm and a red arm. But the snake, the snake also. I mean, come on. It's, you can do it. Now, the only thing with Yoda figures is, yes, the cloak in the vintage line was, was, was um, soft goods. So that's possibly why they may not do it, but they could do it without the cloak and the snake, and they could figure it out if they wanted to. Uh, and one really quickly before we go off the vintage line, I very much like the Mandalorian figures in the vintage style. I own none of them, and, but I like the way they look. And I think they did a really good job with those. Bravo. Let me just ask a question real quick. And I'm opening this up to the floor too. You know, Brock, you're buying the six inch. I believe it was, was it Curtis? I'm sorry. I forgot. Somebody talked about getting a figure and opening it up in just a fit of excitement over the new figure yeah, it was Curtis. Good. My memory's solid. And so are you, for those who are buying, we haven't really talked. Are you buying to open, buying to keep on card? Does it matter if it's one of the carded six inch figures versus the boxed six inch figures on if you keep it packaged, just kind of opening that up because that's something I'm wrestling with myself right now. I think some of the effort they've put into the carded six inch figures, you know, pulling from the different lines. And I've been keeping all of those carded because I just like the way they look displayed. And I'm not an all in six inch collector, but I do try to get all the carded figures just because I love the way that those look. And I was getting a lot of the carded six inch figures to open because I wanted a prime time Hasbro three and three quarter inch original 12, the six inch line. I've taken the Brock going to get them at a discount, whether it's Walgreens for $8, $6 loose on eBay. Um, the long game to get them at a value price. But one day when I'm sunsetting, I would like to have a vintage original 12 
a Hasbro heyday, three and three quarter inch fidgetal 12, a six inch. And I'm pretty much there at 12 inch scale already with, with hot toys. So that would be a dream. Everything else can go away if I have those from my childhood and beyond. So you're saying those specifically carded, not boxed. Yeah, the carded ones um, are the ones that have updated with the facial print technology most recently. Um, the Empire Strikes Back carded Chewbacca is far and away better than the Force Awakens Chewbacca. And so I'm going with those where I can, again, at finding them at a value. Still so, haven't found a 3PO or R2-D2 out of value yet, though. I have the original seats, I'm sorry, R2-D2 and Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot in the original six-inch Black Series boxes my wife gave them to me for my birthday the year they came out. It was 2013, I think it was. And I never opened them. And they're still in my, I was only going to have those two. And then I bought all these things and I've opened up every other one. I actually bought a Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot with the new face technology. And so I don't have to open the other one up and it's on my shelf when my shelf is displayed. I've opened up every single six inch I have purchased in the past 18 months. But strangely, all the TBC ones I've, pur I've purchased, the new Jedi Luke, uh, the new, uh, which Ewok was it? It was, it's Paplu, but it's not Paplu on the picture. It's another Ewok in the picture or whatever, Paplu. They're still on the card <laughs> because I haven't taken them out because I keep on meaning to do the displays over. So um, it's strange that I am an opener. I've always been an opener. So I have no problem doing it. But yes, I, I completely take a breath and understand that I am taking a beautiful 40th anniversary Han Solo and Bespin outfit, six inch off this awesome card they made that makes it look like the old figure. I understand that, but that's not my collection. My collection is, I have very few on the card action figures in this room. So yeah, I, I have no compunction. I, I, sometimes I have a hesitancy, but I don't stop me. I just do it anyway. Cause I just like to have the figures displayed. For me with the six inch, I basically, I don't open the carded stuff because for the most part, it's either a figure that's already come out or a figure that is coming out in some other form in the black series so with the exception of a few like we had those amazon exclusive retro color figures that came out we had the jawa and obi-wan and who was oh and greedo in the cool vintage color so i did get extras of those so i could open those but otherwise i mean if you're buying a six inch figure on a cool retro card well if that figure is not already out in the main line be patient. It will be very soon. I mean, that's just kind of the way they've been doing it. So that's kind of how I've been going about it. You know, with the, the packaged figures in the black series, I kind of, kind of pick and choose which ones need to be open because we have been seeing a lot of upgrades there. Like we just recently saw the, the rogue one team come back out and it's, you know, I did get, you know, a couple of those that I already had, but I'm not necessarily opening them because eh, the other ones are good enough for now. But with, with TVC, you know, I'll, I'll open up one here or there. But for the most part, I'm buying those because they look so cool on the, the vintage cards. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll dub up there every once in a while, too. Had to get an extra mall to figure out how cool those legs were and stuff like that. But, but other than that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not following any hard and fast rule of, you know, I've got to get one to open, one to keep on card, and one just in case anymore. It's just kind of going by my gut and how I feel every time I'm at the store. 
Justin, when you don't open those on cards, do you put them in some sort of protective case that you might have laying around? You know, when I, when I can get my hands on them. <laughs> yeah, let's just put it out there. Justin is the owner of Figure Shield, which is a product I endorse, not because Justin is my friend, but because I actually am his customer and I buy a lot of those and utilize them. Because like I said, I'm kind of in this middle ground where if it's a carded six inch figure or a carded three, I want a complete carded three and three quarter inch modern collection. And with save for a few last wave figures, I have one, you know, I, when I eventually get everything out of storage, I'm going to go back and find those holes. And unlike Brock, I'm just going to cry about the $120 I'm going to have to pay for the last few figures, but I will pay it because it's, you know, it's like the price of what that's 10 regular figures. It's not like I won't buy a new wave of 10 figures. I'll fill that hole. So I do use your figure shields for the three and three quarter for the six inch though. I feel bad when I order figure shields. Cause I'm like, it's a box. Why am I saving a box? I like the <laughs> carded ones. And the fact that, you know, mostly I know Hasbro kind of changes the sizes a little bit on some of these cards too. So it makes it a little bit trickier of a game, but if for the carded ones, I want to keep the six inch carded figures but I don't know why I want to. I think it's because I'm insane. Uh, I because why if I why do I not want them boxed? Wait, do I, but I want them carded? Do I get to comment? Do I get yeah, to yeah? You get to comment on any, any of this. <laughs> Go right ahead. Because you do save the boxes and you love figure shield because you like the boxes to be unscuffed and undented. They keep them very safe, and you need them because you'll be very unhappy and have to replace items if you don't use them. I think it's total FOMO. I think I live in a state of FOMO. Like if I open this box, then I won't have a boxed one. And what if I need a boxed one sometime in the future? So I find myself ordering I'm sorry. two cases Hold up. of everything. Let's, let's back up here for a second though. Is somebody going to come to the door and say, quick, I need a boxed Star Wars figure. Do you have one? It must be a six inch. Yeah, that's you happened never know. before. <laughs> I mean, do you guys have that in your emergency kit? I mean, I don't understand. Is like FIBA suggesting everyone have one of those in case of emergency? There's not going to be an emergency. Well, next well, time I come to your house, it's the first thing I'm going to say when I come to the door now. That's for sure. I, I need a mint on card though. Boba Fett. <laughs> I hate myself, though, because I bought that white boxed Mandalorian at a toy show. And that was so crazy expensive. Now, I do actually feel very lucky. There was a guy with a booth that's he had some cardboard on it and like graffitied figure shield on it. I'm like, somebody stole Justin's name. He's selling bootlegs. No, he actually was buying holes. Like, I don't know wholesale, but he was buying bunches from Justin and selling them at this toy show of figure shields. They were legitimate figure shields. So I got a figure shield and put the white boxed Mandalorian right in it. I'm never opening it because I bought this for the box, but why did I buy this for the box? I mean, what I love about the figures are, are the figures. I mean, I don't know. It just, it, it, it bothers me that I keep them packaged and yet I still find myself keeping them packaged. But when I do, I use a figure shield and that is not a paid endorsement. <laughs> it does feel a little less crazy now that they changed up the packaging in the black series though, because those red and black boxes, they got so generic after a while. I was like, why am I keeping any of these? I mean, they're all exactly the same, but, but now it's, they got the cool murals on the side and the different colors. So 
it's it's a little less of a neurotic problem now i guess so <laughs> i hearing arnie talk about this and and most of you guys know i'm probably 95% opening everything, including TVC and Black Series. The only exception is I buy two of anything Yoda. I keep one carded or packaged and I have one to open, but pretty much, you know, there's a few exceptions. Uh, I try and wait for new Black Series. So if, if they come out on those cool cards, I try and wait for them to come in the main line. I don't always do that. It's kind of what comes first I'll grab, but I open that. But to Arnie's point, I was going through and I'm redoing my storage and kind of redoing my collection room. As a lot of you guys know, I'm into a lot of other lines now. So I'm really jockeying for space for certain things. But I had a bunch of TVC boxes like this, the uh, Skiff box and the box for the, uh, it's not the Hubber tank, but you guys know what I'm talking about um, in those TVC boxes. And I finally, I finally got rid of them. And I was keeping them like, oh, I might need those someday, or maybe somebody will need one for their collection. And I finally parted with it. And once I did that, it was kind of cathartic because I didn't look back. Um, but I totally get what Arnie's saying there about, oh my gosh, I might need this box. And it's, you know, I don't know, but all the card backs, I keep all of them, including the black series ones that come on those card backs, I keep them and I have them filed away um, in a couple of, a couple of totes now. I love you have them filed cards. away. You have them filed away. Cause I have totes and totes and boxes of card backs for the past 25, 30 years of collecting. And they're just in stacks. Like I can't, they don't even have a particular order. Some of them have like a little bit of plastic on the side. I had a filing system going on with that, that, my wife would have me committed because it's just, it's just trash. I'm keeping in a box basically because I don't want to get rid of the card back because I grew up collecting card backs for the ding purchases. And, you know, because that's who I, who we all are. I mean, it's not just me. We all do it. Mine are organized. So they're, they're organized. Uh, they're not necessarily like, I guess filed isn't the right word, but they are organized by collection and they're in numerical order if they had a, a number associated with them and they're by collection in order of the collections that came out. Wow, that's impressive. It's going to make it easier for you when the guy who comes to Arnie's house who needs an emergency mint on card <laughs> Boba Fett and looking for a specific card. <laughs> Let me get under B. <laughs> I love card back art. I love the card fronts, you know, all of that. So I think that's why I'm more drawn to cards than boxes is because like you said, Justin, some of those boxes are so generic and now we've got oh, a little bit of spine art. I, you know, it's just the boxes don't do it as much for me. Now you give me a nice window box like that exclusive Hoth set they did last year or something like that. Now I have a real hard time opening that box, but you just put a figure in a box and I have no problem opening it. I, I, you know, right now I have recently moved. Most of my collection is in storage. I have moved to a place that I hopefully will have the space to get stuff out. And I, I feel like I'm in a win-win situation because I've been buying two of everything to put in storage, one to open, one to keep boxed. If I choose not to, as I mentioned before, some of these Black Series figures, I'm going to be able to fill my few holes of my vintage collection just by selling a couple of Black Series figures. 
Yeah. I mean, to your point, Arnie, I was going through my collection earlier this year and I've bought a lot of, you know, Black Series, they did those box ones. And so I had the original like Royal Guard on the original card, you know, when it first came out and then they've since they put it out in a box and then they've since re-released it. But I had some of those original TVCs and since I opened stuff and I couldn't bring myself to open those, you know, the original, the first run of the vintage and some of them were unpunched, which you can't find in the new collection because everything's punched. And I sold those off and I made a pretty penny and I think I sold maybe, I think it was like nine figures and I made a decent amount of cash from that. Not that I'm, you know, reselling, this isn't like scalping or anything. These are figures that have been around for a while, but in that case where you've got something that you've had for years, some of that stuff is worth some nice coin now. Yeah. I, I just want to put out a disclaimer. I never suggest in collecting for investment, you'll be better off heading down to AG Edwards or Wells Fargo or your investment place of choice and putting that money into a nice compounding interest mutual fund for retirement. And I'm not buying these with the intent to resell. I'm buying them because I'm currently very neurotic because I don't get to display my collection. It goes in a box and I like redundancy. So I'm buying them for me, but I do know if I had to sell them, at least the way things are going, I I do okay, but I would never hold my breath. And it's, I had a friend who had some Neil Gaiman Sandman comics and said, this is my daughter's college tuition. Yeah, we saw how that went with the comic market. The figure market can go the same way. I'm not considering this, you know, oh, my retirement is Black Series. So don't do that, folks. Don't do that. I don't want to make it sound like we're coming off that way and don't scalp. This is, though, if I choose to part with them, there might be a financial reward involved with that. Yeah, yeah if you I, have no love for collecting. Oh, yeah, if you have no love for collecting and you're just doing it as a, a side hustle, just get into cryptocurrency because it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it takes up the I same amount of time. I lost so much on Dogecoin. You have no idea how much I lost <laughs> on Dogecoin. Remember I'll put you in touch that, with Tyler. He did too. Remember how I said it about those 12 back figures? Yeah, I, 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 instead it went to Dogecoin. Thanks, Elon. <laughs> I actually believe that the TVC, we keep mentioning the term uh, filling holes. The holes that I'm needing to fill in my collection, I want to be very specific, in my collection, I am uh, very confident, as I've been saying for years, the long game, and we refer to this a few times now with how Brock does things on eBay. Yeah, I'm just waiting in the tall grass. I know that these things are going to go down in price. I know they will. I can wait for Cantina Aliens. I can do it. I can wait for Bathrobe Luke Skywalker. I can. I can wait, and I will, and I will get it. Oh, it will be mine. Oh, yes, it will be mine. And this is the difference between you and me, Brock, because I'm the Jim Morrison of collecting figures. I want the galaxy and I want it now. So we, we talked about some of the gimmicks that we've been seeing in the TVC and stuff. But like, what about some of the other gimmicks we've seen this year, like carbonizing figures and first first day release type of stuff? Arnie, you mentioned that with the, the first day Mando. You guys getting into those two or are you kind of? looking the other way and holding your nose. I've had the best luck with these carbonized figures this year because I'm buying them for you guys, whoever needs one, who can't get online or whatever. And I get the fun of buying it and then sending it to you guys and getting the money back. It's kind of, I had the best of everything there because I don't need the carbonized figures for my collection. So, uh, but yeah, it, there are an awful lot of them. 
uh, people love them. And the ones with the, not only the carbonized, they also come with the Mando currency. Yeah, the credit collection. Credit collection, yeah. credit collection yeah. which is a great idea if you're into that sort of thing. Because, you know, who doesn't love coins? Coins go way back to Power of the Force 1 back in 85, right? So it's kind of a cool idea that kind of retroing it. But at the same time, having a chance to re-release figures again, it's a lot of re-releasing the same things in different ways with carbonized and things like that, which gets a little tiresome to see the same things, just different colors. Uh, but I think the carbonized idea, if you, you can have a full carbonized collection, that could be a nice little subset if you're into it, if you like it. I love the carbonized. I love what they're doing with the carbonized figures because they talked to me at New York Comic-Con, I think back in 19 when they were doing the first ones about the process. There's some videos out there of the Hasbro guys talking about how many paint apps go into a carbonized figure. It's not just a lazy paint by numbers redo. They're really trying to make something special and something that does look like it has a sheen to it, kind of like I'm like a motor, like a motorcycle helmet or something, you know, liqueur, lacquer, you know, just really uh, looking nice. But I do understand in a lot of the Facebook groups I'm in that talk about the Hasbro figures, the vitriol about the repaints are brutal and to be honest i feel really bad for the hasbro team that goes out there on these force fridays and announces stuff that's obviously selling people are buying it in droves because they keep doing it (laughs) and yet there's these people like making fun of them and making memes about them and saying all they do is repaints now to me it's too many repaints. I, I understand where those people are coming from, but this is a vote with your wallet type situation. And I guess I must like them enough to vote with my wallet to buy them. The carbonized, I like the credit collection. I buy them because again, I have that completist in me, but to me, a credit is nowhere near as cool as a coin. You know, give me a power of the force coin or a 30th anniversary Hasbro coin any day over one of these rectangles that they're putting in there with these cartoonishly repainted figures. It's, but again, it's, I understand why they're taking what new sculpts they make and painting them five different times. So we can all buy that new sculpt and pay for that tool in re-release after re-release. Arnie, what it is, is we're all addicts. And they're just feeding that. And we bitch about it, but we're all still going to buy it because we're addicts. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree there. And the only reason why I'm going to disagree there is because I, and we have a text group. I'm not a fan of the credit collection. I pick and choose on the carbonized. I think they're great lines if you want a character focus on a certain character, because then you could have like a credit collection Cara Dune and a carbonized Cara Dune and a TVC carbonized Cara Dune. I think that could be neat if you're character focusing. Um, but for me, those don't scratch that itch. So I, I haven't been putting my money towards those. But to Arnie's point, there are more mature and better ways to get your point across to the Hasbro team. And to be clear, 
it's not just in the Star Wars Fan First Fridays. I watch just about every Fan First Friday that they do, and the chats are horrible to the point where I close the chat immediately now because it's just vitriol, and it doesn't matter which team they're doing these Fan First for. Um, but, you know, my point there is there's a better way to do that, and I think, like Arnie said, speak with your wallet. Um, there's a constructive way to do that, and... I think we've talked a little bit about the vocal minority. Um, obviously, these figures are, by large are selling. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing them. Can yeah, I just that... say, I think we need a slogan and a t-shirt that says, just because you're buying children's toys doesn't mean you have to act like a child. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly to that point. I mean, to, to these, to, as Chris called them, the vocal minority, because it, that's exactly what they are in their world there's two people there's the the honorable collector who's only out there doing it for themselves and the evil vicious scalpers you know what i'm saying it's like what they're forgetting is is like there's way more just casual collectors that are people our age that are just walking through target and see something that are not on message boards they're not on facebook groups they're just people with families who see a cool figure like oh i'm gonna buy that and that's who's buying the majority of this stuff but they, the, these vocal minority, they certainly do like the spits and vitriol at, at the nice folks at Hasbro who are just, you know, sharing what they're putting out with those of us that do care a lot and want to watch them. It kind of makes you want to go to those guys' jobs and heckle them while they're, you know, doing whatever they do for a living and make fun of them and make memes of them doing their job because these guys are doing their job. They have the passion for it. It's selling just put on your big boy pants and shut up. Mm -hmm. I do yeah. love all the people who know how to run toy companies better than the people who run toy companies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and to your point, I think that, you know, in our text group, I've, I've, I don't want to say I've been vocal, but I've expressed my, you know, opinion and that the fact that I'm going to put my, my money where my mouth is and I'm going to invest in those things I want and I'm not going to get those things that I don't want. But hey, if you like those things, I fully encourage you to buy them. Like I, your collection is your collection. And just because Hasbro's not putting out something that I want right now does not necessarily mean that they're not going to put it out later. And it doesn't mean, you know, Hasbro's not catering to Chris. You know, that's not what they're doing. They're, they're catering to a wide audience. And I think people forget that. And people forget, I think, Arnie, you made the point, And I think it's the perfect point. At the end of the day, these are toys. We live in a world with much bigger problems. This is supposed to be an escape from that. At least it is for me. And I'd like to also drive home something that I think is a mentality that is a false equivalency. And that is they're saying you're giving us a credit collection Caradoon when what I really want is this new character. I don't want this other character. But it's not like them giving us a repaint is taking the place of a new character. And I think if you did, I'm, this is specific to the vocal minority I am speaking when I say you. If you spent a little more time listening to what is said during some of these panels and a little less time typing into typing hatred and making memes towards those people, Patrick and them have been very clear. They get so many, you know, new figures and a, a re-release is not taking the place of a new figure. 
this is something that is happening otherwise. And most of the repaints have been exclusives and they wouldn't have happened without that store saying we want exclusive figures. When there's an exclusive, and I think my, this might be a segue into that topic because exclusives have been the bane of my collecting lately, but those figures wouldn't exist at all were they not exclusive. They couldn't be put in the main line because that's just not how the budgeting of it works. And to my knowledge, there's never been a newly sculpted figure that's an exclusive. There might be a retool, there might be a kit bash, there's definitely a repaint, but new figures are saved for general release. And so the question is, would you rather just not have these figures exist? And, or can you just, like Chris said, I think we need a t-shirt also that says, Chris is the sane one. That says, if you don't like it, don't buy it, but don't harsh somebody else's buzz who does like it. Let them buy what they want for their collection. Yeah, exclusives have been tough. And I think the the sellouts online have been frustrating for uh, collectors as well. But also, you know, and I'm sure we're going to get into this a little bit down the line when we're talking about collecting in the current is the supply chain issues that that we're having you know worldwide and many and, and to give a little background i work in supply chain for a hospital system um specifically in it equipment and i can tell you it's across the board from everything um but obviously exclusives makes it a little bit harder i do think like the droid stuff seemed like it was available for a little bit longer i think that they are kind of dialing it in a little bit yeah, I've, I've seen people even complaining about that. Like somebody's, you know, on Facebook complaining like, oh, so that in 30 seconds. It's like, no, they didn't. They they were up for a good half hour. And the, from what I could tell, they limited them to two per account. So unless you have multiple accounts at Target, you weren't able to, even if you tried to order more than that, they would just auto, auto cancel it. So I think, you know, I mean, it sounds like Hasbro and Target and some of these other retailers have been listening to some of these complaints and you know it's never going to be perfect but at the end of the day they're just trying to sell stuff and you know they don't care who buys it and they also listen to some of the complaints about the packaging over at walmart as i have a box of just demolished vintage collection figures that's because they keep sending them in just a regular tyvek envelope with no padding they literally just crush it down into a too small envelope and ship it I actually showed, I sent the text group uh, the pictures of the Princess Leia vintage collection Endor figure that everyone at the Walmart on the pegs, there's like six or seven of them are all like really badly bent and destroyed. It's like someone threw a box around back there or kicking it in the back room or something because everyone, and I didn't go to the manager and say, hey, can I get this at a discount because the card is damaged? I probably could have got 10% off if I did that. I, I, I'm opening the figure anyway. So I, I just, I just bought it for full price, but it, it may, I'm, reason I bring this up is it may not just be the mailing. It might actually be an issue in the store. And this situation was extreme, but I'm seeing so few figures at my local Walmart, Meyer, and Target as it is. So the fact that I saw any figures that day, I was surprised. Um, and perhaps they, and the next time I went back, every single one of those was gone. Now they could have been uh, damaged out, but I have a feeling they're probably purchased. But yeah, I think. I agree with what Justin said. It seems like it's getting better with the ordering, whereas some of those targets 
I started looking into what a bot is and how I could run one because apparently that's how you were getting the stuff. It's it's a sneaker thing I found out when researching. It all started with like getting the Nikes. People would create bots and then they're like, let's use these for Funko Pops and Hasbro figures too. But I think it's getting better. I almost think they took it the range too tight in that Target was making it one per person. And if you placed a second order with the same billing address, they'd cancel it. I am a open one, keep one box kind of person. So I really liked it with the latest orders where it was two per person. Two, I think is a fair number. One's a little draconian there. But like you say, Justin, I think it is getting better and they're listening to the feedback. I don't know if they're listening to the feedback from us or the feedback from Hasbro. Hasbro clearly hears the feedback from us, positive and negative. So uh, yeah, it's... It is improving and there are certain exclusives I missed out on and I'm like, oh my God. And I like pre-order them overseas for pretty penny. And then they become plentiful around here, especially Best Buy ones seem really easy to get. And GameStop, those GameStop ones, all the gaming greats figures, none of those seem all that hard to get. But then yeah, Target and Walmart seem to be the two where if it's going to be there, I have to like cancel any meetings and make sure I'm by my phone and computer. I use the phone a lot. Uh, pro tip, Apple Pay, you check out in one fifth the time as if you have to actually go through all the things on a web page. At least with Target and Walmart, we've been getting like dates and times to be ready. Like Walgreens is still out there in the wilderness. They have exclusives that are like, oh, were we supposed to put that up? Oh, well, maybe in a couple months we'll do that. Or maybe they'll just show up on shelves. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I think it's important to mention here as well is that, and Brock touched a little bit on this as he was saying during the pandemic, you know, we weren't traveling and we're kind of still in the pandemic if we're being honest, but we weren't traveling. We weren't going to concerts. We weren't going to sporting events. I think that a lot of people either A, got into collecting that had never been into it before. Maybe not a lot, but some people did. And I think you probably brought back uh, people that had gotten out that needed some place to put that disposable income. And I think the third option is that people like us started buying more because we didn't, we weren't going and doing those things. We weren't eating out. And so we were spending more money. And I think that made the, the um, collectible toy market white hot for a while there. You're quoting a Forbes article, I think, Chris, that just confounded me. It came out last week that said, because of the supply chain things you mentioned, toys are going to be in very short supply this holiday season, but that demand for toys is up 50% in 2021 over 2019. And I'm like, where did all the new toy buyers come from? It's not like kids suddenly decided iPads weren't cool and that video games were lame, give me some of those figures. So I really did wonder where this demand came from. And it's an interesting theory that adults are bored and decided to buy some figures. I mean, it's, it's not impossible, it's not implausible, but it, I personally don't know any adults who never bought toys and collected before who decided to jump in right now. But I do know people who've expanded their collections. Chris, you mentioned yourself, you buy a lot of toy lines. I know you back a few years ago didn't buy so many toy lines. So I, I are, are, is the 
pond the same size, but the fish are eating more or has the pond grown? It's a good question. And I don't think that that 50% in that Forbes article, I don't think that adult collectors are making up that 50% over all toys. Let's be clear about that. Um, I think there's other factors there. You mentioned iPads and Playstations and things like that. You can't get those. So now maybe, you know, since you can't get those, people are buying more toys. People were at home more. Um, those are all factors, but specifically to the, you know, the adult collecting market, I think you've got some other factors in there. And, and we're talking about a bigger pond, if you will. And, and I know we're specifically, we're focusing on Star Wars, but I think it's important to mention that in 2019, the Power Rangers Lightning Collection was started by Hasbro. That brought in a bunch of collectors and that was right before the pandemic, about a year before the pandemic started. In 2020, you had two very nostalgic hotlines with Masters of the Universe, Origins, and with G.I. Joe Classified that relaunched. And I think that those brought in people and I think that you might have some ancillary where I was like, oh, I like G.I. Joe, but now I'm gonna get into Star Wars. I think most of that number came from people expanding into other collectibles, but I do think that you probably brought in new people or people that had left the hobby altogether. Then how does that account for the vintage figures just absolutely skyrocketing? in the past 18 months then? Is it the same thing? Is it because people are willing to spend more or is it people jumping back into the hobby to get the toys they used to have, etc.? Because as we've all seen, and then of course, as we've talked about already here, the legacy collection, other things, those prices have skyrocketed as well. Is it because more people are shopping online because they're home and bored? It's possible eBay is just because people are sitting there bored. But on Facebook groups, too, those prices are getting skyrocketed. It's, it's remarkable how much uh, the older stuff has increased in value as well as these hard-to-find exclusives or whatever toy line we're talking about. But going back to Star Wars, it's, it seems that across the board, things are getting harder to find older stuff, new stuff, et cetera. Brock, I think part of it is like Arnie was saying he was gonna do, people are going back and filling in holes in their collection. They've got the time, they've got the, you know, they, they have the income. I mean, I was online today and I saw people in some of the, I know you and I are in a lot of the same Facebook collecting groups. Um, I see people looking for power of the, the power of the force two figures, like stuff, that, I mean, they, they can't, they, they're saying they can't find them and they're looking for things like uh, Luke in Stormtrooper on a red card or Hammerhead on a red card and they're willing to pay decent prices on it. And there's, there's no way that like a casual collector is gonna be going and looking for something that specific. People are going back and, and you know, trying to complete collections that they, they let sit for a while. Yeah, we talked about filling holes a lot, but I'm, and I understand that's probably a lot of what's going on, but I just think that the, to bring it back, we're talking about why is the whole thing. I, I'm thinking part of this also has to be people are, I don't know. It, it's probably all connected. We already kind of covered it. I just seem to me it's something, something else is missing. I'm missing something else besides, I know I've been going back and filling it or trying to do that, but I feel like something else is missing that I'm not getting. Of why every checks. Okay. Seriously, I do. I mean, I think it's it's anecdotal, but I, I have received emails from customers that, you know, have made bigger purchases because they had some unexpected money and their work wasn't interrupted. They were just working from home. So 
all of a sudden you got this extra cash. Why not blow it on something that you wouldn't in otherwise? And to address the vintage market, Brock, the vintage Star Wars market, that's just been on an upward trajectory for a long time now. Now, I do agree that pricing has gotten ridiculous, but it's, to be honest, it's gotten ridiculous over the last 10 years. I think we've just seen it just keep growing exponentially. And eventually, I think that bottom will fall out. It's not going to fall out to where you're going to be able to pick up a collection for super cheap. But that market continues to to go up to the point where I'm glad that I had pretty much finished my most of my vintage run. Um, I have a placeholder for Pop-Up R2 right now, uh, a repro, until I can get the real deal. But I'm glad I went and got those when I did because now even some of the, the quote-unquote cheaper figures are expensive. Keep in mind also, the price we're paying for a three and three-quarter inch figure has tripled in 15 years. And if you look at the price of the vintage stuff, I'm curious if it went up 300% as well, or if it, and it's just, it started higher. And so 300% of that looks really large now, or if it went up more or less comparatively. But the fact is that we're all conditioned now that the quote unquote worth of a figure is more because we're paying it because these prices keep going up. And Hasbro recently had yet another price increase in the past month. And it's something that, again, you know, <laughs> I remember once saying, I'll never pay more than $10 for a three and three quarter inch figure. When they hit eight, I was like, how high are they going to make this? 10, no, I'm 10 and I'm out. And now here I am paying 15 and liking it. So sort of, but it's a question of, now that we think this new plastic is worth 15, do we think this more rare, older plastic is thus also worth more proportionally? And speaking of more, the Rancor Black Series has lab that was not meant to be announced. If you've seen that video, that is one for the ages. Um, where it was released but who's in who's out how many well I, i'm in for one for sure and i guess if it's going to be more than one it's all going to depend on cool packaging or extra figures from stretch goals and stuff like that but yeah you can mark me down for one for sure i'm on the fence so i'm my approach is going to be, I want to see what else, what the stretch goals are and what else may be included if it hits the number. Uh, that's going to be the determining factor for me, both from a size perspective um, and the fact that I have multiple Jabba's dioramas set up. I have a Lego one. I have a three and three quarter inch one. I do have a six inch one that doesn't have a Rancor, so I'm not opposed to getting one. I want to see what other things are going to be thrown in there. I'm going to echo Chris. I'm on the fence. I got to wait and see. I know I've, we've talked a lot about how I've expanded into six inch this year. I don't have any return of the Jedi figures, save Jedi Luke uh, and Endor Luke. So those two, and I, I don't really have a return of the Jedi six inch collection going. I, I don't know where I put it in my room here. So I'm most likely out regardless It'd be awesome. I wasn't going to get the Wampa though, and I did. So 
it's a different pricing on that, obviously, but that Wampa looks so cool right above hanging over Luke. It looks awesome, right? So I could put the Rancor right there, you know, and it looks gonna it's gonna look great. But do I have the space for it? And I most likely I'm not gonna get it. Rock, I'm looking behind you at those empty shelves and just picturing <laughs> that bottom shelf having a Rancor with a Gamorrean in his hand. And then you mm -hmm. put a, on the shelf above it, the six inch Jabba and you get the Jabba's yeah. diorama right above the Rancor on those shelves. And maybe you get a little bit of black shelf paper for behind it to line it, or you could get some screen grabs or maybe hit up uh, the customizing sites and print out some backgrounds of Jabba's palace there. And yeah. you have the space in four Billy shelves. You know what? You can talk me into it. I'm going to get it. No, seriously. These are my, this is my 25 plus years of Star Wars books shelves behind me. My collection goes there. My six inch goes right above me right here. Um, statues and vintage go a little bit over there too, but honestly, it's mostly books. So um, that is another focus of mine that everybody here knows. Uh, look, it's it's going to be an awesome looking piece, I'm sure. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I, I just don't see myself getting it. And I think I'm with Brock. I don't believe either of us have backed any HasLab so far. I don't see myself jumping in on this one. I'm excited for it. I love to see the excitement everyone else has. My Jabba's Palace collection is all in the 12-inch scale from Sideshow and Hot Toys. And while I'm sure a little forced perspective with it on the ground and Jabba up on top of some more Ikea cases, it would look good. I'm afraid it would just be in the way um, and I would end up kicking it or my cats would end up chewing on it. So I'm excited to see it. I just don't think it's for me. Oh, I'm in for one, but I, when you guys talk about waiting for the stretch, when you guys talk about waiting for the stretch goals, like Chris said, my feeling is this is the only way to ever get a Malachili figure in the black series to go way back to what we talked about at the top of this show they're not making the niche figures anymore and so uh that figure feels like he'll never be out in the main line you make him with a rancor and yet i look at the barge and i look at the razor crest and there's never been a totally newly sculpted figure for a Star Wars HasLab. There's been the retool. Grogu got a new arm with the Racer Crest, but we've seen re-releases. And so I'm like, I really feel the Rancor out of the gate needs a Malakili. And yet I'm just scared to death we're never going to get a Malakili in the Black Series line. Well, in that same vein, Arnie, is also, it's to be noted, this is the first Black Series HasLab. So I don't know that, you know, comparing what they've done with the Vintage Line ones is going to tell us too much. But yeah, if, if this is the place where they're going to put out figures that we can only get this way, I, I can see Ranker Keeper possibly being a, a general release. You know, it's not out of the question. They've done it before in the, the three and three quarter inch. The one I'm concerned about is Ula, 
that's one that would never ever be sitting on a shelf because she's basically naked with fishnets you know so i'm hoping that's one of the stretch goals is that we see a, a nice ula figure for for our rancors they're not going to make that figure man for the same reason they don't make princess leia anymore the Slayer. uh Jabba's prisoner of Princess Leia. I, I cannot imagine they're going to make a six-inch Ula figure. I, I, I'd be so surprised. But I think Arnie is right. If they don't announce Malakili comes with the Rancor right out of the gate, they're nuts. And they could put in a stretch goal of a, a special Luke Skywalker, you know, a, a retool of Luke Skywalker or something. But to make people wait for the Malakili is, if they're going to do it, they should just tell you right up front. They really should. It, 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 I can't imagine. It's going to be that last, that last little bit for a lot of people. If you get an extra figure with it, it's going to be brilliant on their part. I, I have to agree with Brock. Ula is off the table. I think if there was to be yet another special edition of Star Wars, Disney would go in and erase her and erase the Slave Leia outfit. Disney is so woke that they're going to just pretend these never existed and be thankful that you have any plastic of any of those at all because never again will this happen i don't know i don't know this is a direct to collectors type of thing they don't have to worry about about you know soccer mom seeing it on the shelf and complaining about it being inappropriate if there's ever a chance about people they have to worry about people who would never be their customers anyway, starting a Twitter war that, oh, look, Disney isn't woke enough. Look what they put out. <laughs> I don't want to get too political, but Disney is overly woke. They're so woke that there's vibrant in their coffee. So the, I no, Ula is not even something I'm hoping for. I wonder if the moves on Malakili are just too risque. <laughs> well, I'll put a fiver on it. I've got five on Ula. I'll do 500 against five. All I will right. Put my 500 against your $5. That's how certain I am. All right. That's a bet I'll take all day. You heard it here, <laughs> folks. Star Wars Action News does not condone gambling. <laughs> <laughs> you bet we don't. <laughs> and during the course of today, I don't want to get a whole bunch of letters emails tweets whatever i looked it up the 12 inch boba fett had gray slacks and gray arms slacks you know the, the suit was was more gray it had the the epul the epaulets and the what do you call the gauntlets were the same colors as the prototype that uh, jonathan showed us but the actual bodysuit the middle was green but the arms and legs were gray so yes i misremembered because i haven't looked at the figure in a long time but save your, save your letters and emails and all sorts of things. But if you have to send something, send it to care of Arnie. Yeah, Brock, that reminds me. I've got this entire bag of physical mail that we've been getting that I need to uh, have a truck bring you, you know, because so many people write letters these days. You know, it's just like people, <laughs> correspondence is important, people. You know, you got to keep that skill up. You never know. Guys, this has been a fun chat, and I'm going to be honest. We could probably continue chatting for three or four more hours about this stuff because it's always fun to talk with you. And it's always fun to talk collecting. But I do think this is a good place to wrap it up for now. Everyone, thank you for joining us. Listeners, thank you for coming back to Star Wars Action News. 
we always are here. We are not, we have not gone away. We are not going away. We're just, like I said, I just moved. It's been a little bit hard to get mic time. And I'm now that I've gotten a little mic time, I was glad I was able to share it with you guys. So thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Arnie. Thanks, yeah, thanks. Arnie. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Arnie. I really enjoyed this. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it was good talk. Thank you, We're going to do it again, but next time, Justin, don't wear a DC shirt when you run a Marvelicious <laughs> show and are on a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Starro, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Little forethought. Little forethought. <laughs> it's like we cover so many brands and you're going to bring in the next one. It's like Easter egg. Justin wants a DC podcast. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't know I was going to be here until like five minutes before we started. So, <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, may the pegs be stopped and the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find pictures of the toys reviewed, chat with other Star Wars collectors, and find hundreds of Star Wars Action News episodes at our website, SWActionNews.com. This podcast is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. You can also send us your latest store reports, figure reviews, and more. Email us an MP3 or iPhone voice memo at show at SWActionNews.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. Star Wars and all of the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2021. All rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. I actually saw, um, it's not pro custom, it's just some guy uh, took a smiling Lando vintage and put it on a vintage Han Solo. So now you have Lando Calrissian in Han Solo's outfit from the end of Empire Strikes Back. Nice. <laughs> it's fantastic. It was so easy too, right? It's so easy. It was Cut great. Cut the hands off too and pop new hands on. Oh yeah, or paint them. I don't remember seeing the hands, but because I was, you know, I, I don't think I, I don't think the, I think it was from the waist up in the picture, but I'll have to check. I'm sure the skin hands tone are... matching is so hard with the paint though. You're probably right. You probably cut the hands off the Lando and put them in. You're probably right. <laughs> I'd be happy to pick up anything you guys need that I'm not going to get. So just let me know. That's how we get four pieces. Yes, and I'm do. gonna yeah. I'm gonna cut that line lest every listener think Brock is speaking to them. <laughs> <laughs> And here's Brock's cell phone number. Yeah, exactly. So I'll just keep my credit card number directly to the, to the listeners. That's probably what we should do.
<laughs> Thank you, Arnie, for watching out for me. Awesome. That was fun.